you're listening to Matt's Mindset, the podcast filled with everything sports and hot and cold takes that just might be true. I'm your host, Matt Bruchet, and for the next 30 minutes, you'll know what it's like to live inside my mind. Welcome into the show. I appreciate and thank you for tuning in. This is the first episode of Matt's Mindset. And since it's the first episode of Matt's Mindset, I wanted to give some background information on who I am and what to expect from this show. So who am I? That's the question. Well, I grew up and live in Central Jersey. Yes, it does exist. I currently am a freshman in college, majoring in communication and media arts. I love sports, whether it's watching, playing, or even all talking about them. Sports have been the biggest part of my life growing up and now, and I just have a passion for talking about them, which is why I want to make it into a career for the future, which is why I started this podcast. You know, in middle school, I did the plays, and for some reason, I really love standing in front of people and having everybody's attention, and I think I wanted to combine that with my love for sports, and that's how I knew I wanted to become a sports broadcaster. But why wait, you know? Why wait for the future to start doing something that I love? With all the technology and resources that we have now, why not start a podcast and talk about the thing that I I love to talk about? And that's how I started this podcast. I didn't want to wait until my future to start my career. I wanted to start it now and use this as a stepping stool for whatever my future may hold for me. All right, well, let's get into what this show is going to be about. It's called Matt's Mindset because this podcast will be centered around my opinions about the latest sports news as well as what I think is going to happen, whether that is who will win the Super Bowl or who will win the MVP in the NBA. Stay tuned. That will be said later. You heard in the intro I'll be giving hot and cold takes that just might be true. Sometimes I'll nail my predictions right on the head, or I can be spot on, you know, but I also might be very, very wrong. You know, just this past year, I said in the offseason of the NBA that the Lakers are going to win the NBA Finals. Yes, yes, I was right. But they're also the favorite, and I'm pretty sure everybody knew that. But I also said that the Sixers were the team that they would beat, and they didn't make it to the Finals. I also said that Steph Curry would win MVP, you know, those weren't bad picks because Steph Curry got injured, and who knows what would have happened. It was his first year with KD gone, and I'm pretty sure Steph wanted to prove himself. But he might redeem himself this year, but that's not who my pick is. Now, another cold take that I was very off on was in the this past August, before the NFL season, I was super high on the Jaguars. No, I'm not a Jaguars fan. I'm just a huge Gardner Minshew fan. And now, who isn't? You know, this guy is so likable. He wears jean shorts that are cut off five inches above the knee. And he's just the coolest guy. So I thought that the Jaguars could get more than four wins. That was my bet that I made with my neighbor. So he was on the side that there's no way that the Jaguars were to get four wins. You know, they're not good. And I was like, oh, come on. It's, it's Gardner Minshew. He's going he's gonna to beat the Dolphins. He's going to beat the Colts. He can beat the Texans. You know, I think he can also take one from the Titans. I was super high on them going into this year. Now, looking back at it, I was very, very off. 
And so now the loser of the bet, also known as me, had to take the winner out to dinner. And it wasn't a cheap McDonald's-type dinner. It was a steak dinner that we went to last night, and I lost basically all my money off my wallet. He ordered Bloomin' Onion from Outback. He ordered the ribeye, and and not to mention an order of wings, which I think are one of the best I've ever had. If you haven't had Outback wings, please, please try them. This is not a paid sponsorship. It's just my first episode, but I am in love with the Outback wings. But don't you worry. There's hope. Although we didn't get four or five wins, we did lock up the number one overall draft pick. And that means that Trevor Lawrence will be heading to Duval, Jacksonville. I'm very excited about that, and I hope my neighbor will accept the same deal for next year. Because I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, with Trevor Lawrence, can easily, easily get five wins. So that is some background information on myself and what the show is going to be about. I'm sure you'll learn more about me as the episodes come. But let's get into the first episode of Matt's Mindset. So today we'll be talking about my NBA predictions and what I think is going to happen in these next couple of months. Now the season is only 72 games this year, thanks to the global pandemic, COVID-19. But I think a full season is going to happen. The teams are going to follow their protocols and everything's going to be right, just like it has been in the NFL. So a week has passed, and I know I'm a little late on these predictions, but I want to start this podcast earlier, but that didn't happen. So we're going to do it now. All right, let's get into my NBA predictions. So looking at MVP, I have Nikola Jokic. I'm not a guy to choose Giannis for his third year in a row. I'm not a guy that's going to choose Luka Doncic because that's the NBA's favorite player right now. I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic because I truly believe that he's going to put up the best stats and lead the Nuggets to like another top three seed. They're just going completely under the radar every single year. And people need to start realizing that the Nuggets are here, and I think they can also make a run for the first seed against the Lakers. If the Lakers aren't careful and they rest LeBron and AD too much, the Nuggets just might get the first seed and have an extra home game in the playoffs that could be huge for them. I think Nikola Jokic is going to bring it this year. So for my sixth man of the year, you might know him as the Blazers stud, not Damian Lillard, not T.J. McCollum because they're starters, but Gary Trent Jr. He blew up in the bubble. He absolutely smacked teams with his shooting abilities. I think this year he's going to take it to the next level, and he's going to come off the bench for the Blazers and light up other teams. For defense player of the year, I have, yes, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That man is long. He can block and steal better than anybody else can in the league, even better than Rudy Gobert. His speed and his talent to get from one side of the court to another is remarkable. And I think he's going to put up probably two and a half steals and two blocks per game. For my rookie of the year, I have New York Nick Obi Topin. Yes, it's weird to see a New York Nick win an award. But watching this guy in the preseason and watching his highlight tape and being the best scorer in college last year, I think the Knicks are going to need him. And Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett can't do it all. And Obi Topin will bring it this year. So for my coach of the year, I have Michael Malone. 
head coach of the Denver Nuggets. Now you might see a pattern with MVP being Nikola and the coach of the year being Michael Malone. I think that the Nuggets will, in fact, win the number one seed. They're going to win, I think, 50 to 60 games this year. And they're going to take the number one seed. And people are going to start opening their eyes and realize that the Nuggets are here to play. For my most improved player, yes, I'm picking another Denver Nugget. The third one of this series. I'm picking Michael Porter Jr. to win that most improved player. Now this guy, he, he was in high school an undisputed number one pick for the NBA. Although injuries did set him back in college. He looks to be fully healthy, and I think if he can play a full 72 games, he's there's no reason why he shouldn't put up over 20 points a game, over 5 assists, and over 6 rebounds a game. This guy is a stud, and people are going to see that. They're going to realize that the Nuggets are here to play, and they can compete with the best of the best. This isn't my biased opinion. I'm not a Denver Nuggets fan, but it is my opinion, and I do believe that the Nuggets can be the number one seed this year overcome the Lakers, and possibly win a title. Now, I made these predictions before the NBA started. So here are my West standings for this upcoming year. Number one, I have the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Shocker. My MVP, my coach of the year, and my most improved player. I got to put them at number one. I got to back it up. Number two, I have the Los Angeles Lakers, reigning champs of the year. Although it's going to be tough for a team to dethrone them, I think they rest LeBron, and they rest AD, and they lose more games than they expect, but they're still going to come to play come the playoffs. Number three, I have the Los Angeles Clippers, back-to-back LA teams. Now, the Clippers, they were a big disappointment last year in the bubble, with big hopes for Kawhi and Paul George, who was also known as Pandemic P. They got sent packing by Denver Nuggets after blowing a 3-1 to lead. Now, we've seen this a couple times in our history with the Warriors blowing a 3-1 to lead in the finals against the LeBron James-led Cavaliers. It was crazy. Let's get back to the predictions. So number four, I have the Dallas Mavericks. Yes, I did say that the Luka Doncic is the NBA's favorite player, and I think he is one of the most talented players in the league, which I have him carrying the Mavericks to the four seed. Now, Chris Porzingis is starting the year hurt, and that's going to hurt them because they're going to be losing games that they shouldn't be losing without Chris But Luka and Chris once he's fully healthy, is going to be a dominant duo, and they're going to be able to stretch the four really well, and Luka's ability to play make is going to lead them to the four seed. At number five, I have the Utah Jazz. They're Arguably one of the most built all-around best teams in the league right now with one of the best defensive players in Rudy Gobert who's just a shot-blocking machine and one of the best scorers right now and one of the young superstars, Donovan Mitchell. They can overcome practically any team with that duo. At number six, I have the Houston Rockets. Yes, the drama-filled Houston Rockets. James Harden starting the year off with not being able to play because some disputes among his COVID situation. And their three of their top five players, Eric Gordon, DeMarcus Cousins, and John Wall, missing because of having COVID after getting a haircut. 
they're going to have to overcome some obstacles, and it's not going to be easy for them. And I could very well be wrong. The Rockets could very well end up outside and looking into the playoffs after making it seven years in a row. But I think with James Harden, and if he stays, it's still very uncertain. He could be traded as soon as tomorrow. But if he stays, he's arguably the best player in the league, and he could easily bring them to a sixth seed. At numero siete, I have the New Orleans Pelicans making at the seventh seed. With Zion, who's oh, he's going to be so good this year. And Lonzo, one of the best playmakers in the league. And adding Stephen Adams. Imagine trying to out-rebound Stephen Adams and Zion Williamson. Come on. They're going to be hard to guard. And then also adding Eric Bledsoe on top of one of the young superstars, Brandon Ingram. It's going to be so hard to keep track of all those players. Although they are very young, which is why I have them at the seventh seed not higher because they're so young they're going to be inexperienced compared to other teams like the Lakers the Nuggets and the Clippers who have been around for a while then the Pelicans are going to sneak into a very tough Western Conference playoffs and I don't know if they'll make it past the first round because they're going to be matched up with the Lakers but that is going to be a very fun playoff matchup to watch at the eighth seed I have another very young team in the Phoenix Suns I'm very high on the Phoenix Suns this year because adding Chris Paul, who's arguably a top five point guard of all time, and with a, one of the best scorers in the game right now, Devin Booker, mix those two together, one of the best playmakers and one of the best scorers, they're going to wreak havoc. And mix in DeAndre Ayton, who is a number one overall pick just a few years ago, who's quietly putting up 20 points a game and 10, points, 10 rebounds a game. He's... He's a perfect mix behind Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And then don't forget Mikael Bridges, who's also a very young, fast player who can add that defensive element that the Suns are going to definitely need. Now at the 9 seed, because we're going to have play-in matchups for the playoffs this year, I have the Trailblazers. And now I think I'm too low on them. I think that the Trailblazers could very well be the 6 seed above the Rockets, because, you know, who knows what's going to happen with them. But I think the Trailblazers could sneak into the playoffs and wreak havoc like they did last year. Because who wants to play a playoff with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, who just dropped 40 on the Rockets this past night? They're a good team with Gary Trent and then Yusuf Nurkic and then having Ennis Cantor off the bench, who's one of the best rebounders. They're going to be a good team. And then at the 10 seed, and I think I might be too high on this team, I have the Golden State Warriors. Now, they've looked abysmal so far, adding Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre, who have not made a three this year off of, like, 25 attempts, which is insane. If I shot 25 threes, I bet I could make one of them, although that's probably false. I'd probably get blocked because I'm not tall. But the Warriors at 10, that's, that's the main idea here. Now, Curry can only do so much, and now it's been kind of sad to watch the Warriors play this year because it's literally all on Curry's back. He makes a good play. He passes it to Kelly Oubre for three. No good. Although James Wiseman has looked very good so far. He's been very athletic and just what they drafted him to be. I think that the Warriors are going to make it to the 10th seed just below the Trailblazers and the Suns. Now let's get into the East standings. Number one, no surprises here, Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Two-time MVP back-to-back. Could easily get it a third year. 
adding Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton's a stud. They're going to get the number one seed. It's undisputed. Number two, I have the Boston Celtics. I think Jason Tatum could easily be an MVP candidate this year. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I know he's only 23, and that's an argument for him, but why not? You know, Kemba's out for the beginning portion of the year. Jason Tatum's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more than he did last year. He's one of the best scorers in the game. I don't know if you saw it, but he hit a game winner over Giannis, who I have as the defensive player of the year. He had a game winner over him to win the game. It was amazing. I had I was going wild. I think the Celtics could get the second seed over the KD and Kyrie Nets, over the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid Sixers, over the NBA Finals losers last year, the Heat. I think the Celtics are going to be good this year. I'm confident in that. Number three, I have the KD and Kyrie Nets. Now, if you've seen this team so far, you see how fast they play. It's just what you would expect with the Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni offense. They're high-paced, get-the-rebound-and-go kind of team. And now, why not? You have two of the best scorers in the league with Kyrie and KD. How are you going to guard all of that? And that's the issue. That's the issue for all the other teams. And they also, don't forget, Karis LeVert off the bench. Arguably the best player off the bench this year. He can easily be sixth man of the year over my pick, Gary Chen Jr. But I'm sticking with it. Karis LeVert is a stud, and they have him coming off the bench, which is a huge advantage over other teams. Now, the biggest question mark with the Brooklyn Nets is if they can stay healthy. Now, Spencer Dinwiddie already suffered a, a torn ACL, I think, and is out for the rest of the year, and that's a huge blow. Now, it's just a matter of fact, if Katie and Kyrie can stay healthy, the sky's the limit for the Nets. But I'm worried that somebody's going to get hurt and something's going to happen where they're going to be hampered. Number four, I have the Philadelphia Sixers. Now, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid is a recipe for success, but they haven't gone to the full of their abilities yet. It's just, it's sad to watch. Joel Embiid is so good. He can do so much, but I think Ben Simmons is kind of capping his upside. So you run a pick and roll with Ben Simmons and Embiid. You know Ben Simmons is only going to be able to drive. Embiid could do both. Now imagine somebody else taking that role of Ben Simmons. Imagine somebody like Chris Paul. Chris Paul, he can stop and shoot the midi or drive, and Embiid could do both things as well. Ben Simmons can only drive, and that's capping Joel Embiid's ability. If Simmons can develop a jump shot, and oh man, if he could develop a jump shot, they would be so good. The Sixers would easily be a top three seed. But the fact that Ben Simmons cannot shoot the ball for his life, they're going to get the four seed. Now, Tobias Harris is a good third guy, although they signed him to a massive contract, which I don't really understand. I think that the Sixers are going to get the four seed, and they're a good team, and they could make some noise, but Ben Simmons needs to learn how to shoot the ball. Now, number five, I think I'm too low on them. I love the Miami Heat. I love the way they play. I love Duncan Robinson. I love Tyler Hero. I love how Duncan Robinson can catch the ball and shoot the ball in half a second, and you can't stop it. Now, Jimmy Butler is hurt right now, and he has to stay healthy in order for them to win. They're a deep team with Bam Adebayo, who's one of the best big men in the league right now. They made the finals last year, and I have them as the five seed. I feel like I'm undervaluing them, but... Looking at the Bucks and the Celtics and the Nets and the Sixers, I think those four teams are all better than the Heat. 
So we'll see what's going to happen, but I think the Heat are going to get to the five seed, have to play the Sixers in the first round, and that's a toss-up for me. Number six, I have the Washington Wizards. With Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, arguably a top three duo in the league right now, Wes Westbrook and his rebound ability and his assist ability and how fast he is, he's going to open up the door for Bradley Beal to drop 40 a night. Russell Westbrook went to Washington to be the guy. He wants all the spotlight on him, and he wants all the stats. And I don't blame him. In Houston, he had to take turns with Harden to have the ball. Why would he want to do that when he's arguably one of the best ball handlers in the league? He's going to have the ball in his hands for the entire game, and Bradley Beal is going to thrive because he's one of the best off-ball shooters in the league. Now, their big question mark is defense. Rui Hachimuru, I think I said that wrong, is he's a really good young defender, but he's hurt right now. He has to get healthy, and Thomas Bryant is also a really good big man who's also good at playing defense. So we'll see what happens. But I have the Washington Wizards at six, and I don't think they're better than Heat, Sixers, Nets, Celtics, or Bucks. At seven, I have another young team in the Atlanta Hawks. With Trey Young and John Collins and the addition of Clint Capella, I think they're going to be the seventh seed. I think Trey Young is going to be able to average 30 points a game and probably 10 assists. John Collins is a force inside the paint, and Clint Capella is one of the best rebounders. They're a good team, and they have good shooters around Trey Young, who's one of the best shooters. So I think they can get the seventh seed and make the playoffs, but they'll be playing the Celtics in the first round, and I don't know if they'll be able to get past them. At eight, I have the Toronto Raptors, just two years removed from an NBA championship, but these two years have looked completely different. Losing Kawhi and giving the reins of the kingdom to Pascal Siakam hasn't worked for them so far. Pascal hasn't been able to do it by himself. But Kyle Lowry is undervalued every year. No matter his age, he's undervalued. He's arguably one of the best and strongest point guards. And he's going to get it done. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's why I have them at 8. Now 9, I have the Pacers. I think I'm too low on them. I really like DeMontis Sabonis. But that's all I really like about this team, you know? Uh, Victor Oladipo, he's, he's been shaky because of his injuries. But if he stays healthy, I, I don't see why not why, why they can't make the playoffs with the Raptors. At number 10, I have the Orlando Magic. And I think I'm wrong here. I think that the Orlando Magic is going to get the 8th seed like they do every single year, it feels like. They're going to win the first playoff matchup against the Bucks, and then they're going to lose four in a row. That's what probably is going to happen. But logically, with Jonathan Isaac Hurt, who's a underrated wing defender i don't think the magic are going to be able to make the playoffs and i have them at number 10 now those are my nba predictions for the regular season for my east i have number one the bucks two celtics etc etc i think that's going to be the matchup bucks celtics in the eastern conference championship it's going to be Giannis and drew holiday and chris middleton versus jason tatum jalen brown and kemba walker i think the bucks make it i think the Bucks repeat or avenge themselves from last year after getting disappointed by Miami. I think that Giannis is going to get his first taste of a, a, of a finals. I think Giannis is going to be able to play against LeBron, and we're going to get what we all hoped for last year, a, a LeBron James and AD versus a Giannis and Chris Middleton, although now the Bucks have Drew Holiday, and that's going to make things very interesting because Drew Holiday is so underrated year in and year out 
He's a guy that's going to get things done. He's going to play good defense. He's going to make his shots. And he's going to make Giannis feel more comfortable because Giannis knows that he has Drew Holiday to fall back on and Chris Middleton. Although I really, really don't want to take the boring pick with the Milwaukee Bucks, and I really want to take the fun pick in the Boston Celtics, I, I got to go with the Bucks. They're, they're going to win in six. Giannis is too hard to guard. It's the bottom line. Now, in the Western Conference, I have the Nuggets at my one seed and the Lakers two, Clippers three, so on. I think the Nuggets are going to have the first seed, and they're going to dominate in the playoffs, and they're going to make the conference championship. But who are they going to face? No other than the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, LeBron is a force to be reckoned with. He's arguably the greatest player of all time, and I could definitely see the argument being made for it. He's going to have his hands full with the Denver Nuggets. And I took the boring pick in the Eastern Conference Championship, but I'm not going to make that mistake this time. I'm taking the Denver Nuggets to take on the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. I think the Lakers are going to lose in seven. It's going to come down to a game seven, and it's going to be one of the most fun playoff matchups that we've seen in recent history. So where does that leave us? Milwaukee Bucks versus Denver Nuggets. Giannis, the two-time MVP. And Nikola Jokic, who I think is going to win MVP this year. Two foreign players, not from America, facing off against each other in the finals. A Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton versus Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. Three young guys versus Giannis and two kind of older guys. <laughs> it's going to be a very fun matchup to watch. Two of the best, best big men in the league facing off against each other in the finals. We haven't seen this in a while. But I think the Milwaukee Bucks win. I was so high on Denver Nuggets. You know, it's my MVP, my most in, improved player, my coach of the year. But they're going to fall to the hands of Giannis. He's going to get his first ring, and he's going to look so happy doing it. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Giannis' smile, but it's, 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 very, it's very It warms the heart, you know. But they're going to win their first chip in a very long time. First one since 1971. It will be their first, their second championship ever. And that was 59 years ago. All of Milwaukee will rejoice. And Nikola Jokic will be upset. And that's going to be sad to see. But he's going to come back next year even stronger. But that's my NBA predictions. I think the Milwaukee Bucks win the championship. Giannis is the finals MVP. All was right with the world. LeBron is angry. And that's going to be exciting to see the year after. But, you know, I might be wrong. You know, the Los Angeles Lakers might surprise me. They might beat the Nuggets. And Nikola Jokic might not even win MVP. But, you know, you got to live a little. You know, you got to have some fun. And that's why I picked Nikola Jokic to win MVP. It's a fun pick, and I think it's going to come true. I'm, I'm going to stand by it because that's what I do. I pick what I believe, and then I stand by it. You know, I wouldn't have made that bet with my neighbor if I didn't firmly believe that Jacksonville Jaguars were capable of winning five games, they started off 1-0. and uh, I, I can't get riled up about this, but it's just, it's very sad to see. I texted my neighbor right after week one, oh, 20% of the way there. Little did I know that they weren't going to win a game for the rest of the season. Oh, it's heartbreaking to think about it now. But that's that's the fun of this. That's the fun of making predictions, and you always got to stick with what you believe in in life. And that's what I stand by. And a very special shout out 
Happy birthday, LeBron James. Happy 36th birthday. I hope you have a great day. Although I think you're going to lose to Denver in the Western Conference Finals. You're not going to be able to handle Nikola Jokic. But you know, that's not the point. You know, Happy birthday. Before we say goodbye, just have one last segment for the day. And every episode, you, the fans, will be able to submit a hot take to me to hear at the end of the show. So today's hot take is from... Alexander Internicola, who says KD, Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets, will be the MVP of the NBA regular season, and Kyrie Irving will be the finals MVP, implying that the Brooklyn Nets will win the NBA finals. Although I don't particularly agree with it, I, I could see it happening. It's a good take. With that, I'll send you guys off. I appreciate you for listening. And I hope you have the greatest of days ahead.